What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. My name is Matt Hensley, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Non-Alcoholic Beerman, the replant extraordinaire for the North American Mission Board. And I just like to remind you that the training you need to live your calling wherever God calls you is found at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and that is what you can expect when you complete a Master of Divinity at Swibitz. With a wide array of academic options, Southwestern Seminary offers MDiv studies with concentrations in educational ministry, women's studies, international church planning, and much more. So whether you're called to student ministry, cross-cultural missions, pastoral ministry, chaplaincy, or anything in between, a Master of Divinity from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary will equip you to live your calling. You can explore all these options and more within the Southwestern Seminary MDiv at swibbits.edu forward slash MDiv. And Kyle, brother, it is hot. Yes, it's, it's very hot. hot. Our house is about to get hot, hot too, because we're going to have rolling blackouts tonight starting at 8 p.m. So I'm really looking forward to that yep. because nothing makes better sense than let's conserve yep. energy by letting people's houses get super hot so they have to run the air conditioner for hours on end to catch back up. But and, we don't have and to this is the, And this is the beauty of being on a local co-op that is yeah. not connected to the air uh, grid. So I, so. I, Matt, thought we, I thought I, we were the same, but we're not. So I'm I'm so sorry, but but I am super happy and very excited at the moment. Do you know why? Because the Astros are in first place. Uh, negative. In because spite the of that, have the second best record in baseball. In, in in spite of that crime against you, I'm I'm glad they don't have the first best record. But in spite well, of that crime Yankees, against so, humanity, yeah. I am I am as excited and giddy as can be because as we record this, I am officially on vacation. Woo! Wait, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I've got <laughs> I've got a massive day of meetings tomorrow, and then uh, it kind of begins. Really, I'm going to have uh, dinner with Caleb Fleming. I don't know if he'll be listening to this, uh, but we're going to have barbecue, true barbecue. He's going to be smoking some brisket, I believe, so, and uh, so we're not, not burgers and hot dogs. You're not talking, burgers you're and hot dogs. Real burger. No, we're going to be hanging out uh, with him on Friday. And then on Saturday, I'm taking two of our daughters to uh, a ball game. And then the other two have another party that they're going to. And then on Sunday, I'm preaching at first Blue Ridge and then hightailing it out of the Collin County area to land in Grapevine, Texas at the Great Lodge. Where are y'all headed? Cool. We are headed to a family reunion this week in Ingram, Texas. Which is well, so so believe it or not, my, my side of the family that, that we're going to see, there, there's not a whole lot of drama. Uh, but no, so we're going to a um, it's called Lazy Hills Ranch outside of Kerrville, in a little town called Ingram. And then Michelle and I are getting away, uh, just the two of us, kid free, to Corpus Christi uh, because Michelle said she wanted a beach. And normally when she says that, she means Maui, but. Um, I couldn't do Maui, so we're having to settle for the for the closest beach to us. Which Come on, is, man, you uh, got Corpus that damn money. Come on. 
Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> after a, after an Anaheim trip, and that they're just the, the Beerman budget wasn't going to handle Maui, so we can handle Corpus Christi. So, oh. well, you're going to have a good time, and it looks like you're ready for Corpus because you're rocking the what a burger hat. I'm, yes, I'm impressed. I'm I, I hope. I hope it works out to where I can go to Whataburger Stadium there yes. and see the Corpus Christi hooks. And it would be fantastic if on the night that we went, they were playing as the honey butter chicken biscuits. But that's probably not. I think, a, those, a, I think that's Wednesdays, though. I think. Oh, OK. But uh, but anyway, we digress. Nobody cares about a vacation <laughs> uh, and uh, nobody cares about any of that stuff. Uh, but they do care about everything we know. And that's a very short list. But today we're going to talk about three lessons to engage your community through events. And this is something that I hope Kyle knows about because he wrote the article. And uh, and so, you know, maybe you've heard before events don't work. You know what you win them with or, you know, you win them to, you know, that kind of deal. You know, you've heard those things before, different excuses or reasons that maybe we want to move away from events and so forth. Uh, and, and I know that both of us are coming out of kind of that youth minister mentality, too. And, and a lot of that is going to be kind of built around events like back to school bash and see you at the pole and disciple nows and some of that kind of stuff. And along the way, we become pastors and, and maybe we were like, hey, maybe I don't need to do events. But y'all, Southern Baptists have a calendar, too. We've got youth camp, kids camp, vacation and Bible school. We've got revivals. You know, there's there's events that we've done for years and uh, some of them are great, some of them not so great. But with some intentionality, they can be a very helpful thing for your ministry and more specifically to engage your community. Yes, some of our events are going to be things that are going to be kind of in reach, things that we're going to kind of help those within our church, building fellowship and things like that. But also we can use events for outreach. And so we're going to talk about that today. So, Kyle, first, before we dig into the points, uh, what would you say to the guy that immediately hears this and says those three words that I started this with events don't work? What would you say? So um, I I would say it's worth reevaluating that belief because I kind of went through a a period where I thought that as well. And, And I think the caveat is. As you mentioned, you know, we don't want to be the, we don't want to get into that mindset of what you, what you win them with is what you win them to. So if we do a big event, we have to keep doing big events. Um, So you don't want to become events driven where you're constantly, you know, every month you're having to do something bigger and better than the last. Um, But, but I would say, listen to the rest of this with an open mind, because in, in my experience at now multiple churches, we're seeing events work and, and even uh, now, now 2020 events didn't work. So, <laughs> right. We, we know that, but um, that coming out of COVID, work. yes. Coming out of COVID we've seen as, as we've gotten back to some semblance of whatever normal is, we've seen events pick back up. And so it, it may be time to revisit some, limited events we'll talk about that here in just a second yeah and i think you touched on something the the kind of that that sweet spot between event driven a church that's just one event after another i know there's a church here in dfw that's kind of known as the creative church so each thing has to be just a little bigger a little better 
a little more creative. And that just kind of becomes the driver's seat of everything you're doing. And so we're not telling you to do that, but there is a way for your ministry to be event supplemented and, uh, right. and things along the way. And, and you talk about one of those being less, maybe more, and, and how y'all really had kind of three main events at Alamogordo. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Number one being that events can, in fact, still be effective. Uh, we are on the other side of COVID, we hope. Of course, we're walking into, I guess, monkeypox. I'm not quite sure what that's going to involve. Uh, and uh, But, you know, we are at a day where now potlucks are, you know, coming back and there's the vacation Bible school, some of that kind of stuff. And so let's talk about events still being effective and, and kind of with what you learned there at Alamogordo. Yeah, so we, we experimented quite a bit, actually. And um, I would say there was one year, I think it was 20, 2017, maybe my, that would have been my second year there in Alamogordo. I think we overdid it. Um, and so events can be effective if you can do them well and not overextend yourself. Um, and so really we did, th- we, we hosted three big events and then we, we would of course take part in some other uh, kind of community things, but, but the three big ones that we hosted um, were vacation Bible school. Um, we would host a back to school uh, bash typically in August and then a fall festival in October. There was one year we tried to do like an end of school thing and VBS and back to school. And that, that was just a lot. Uh, so, so we would host kind of three big events on our campus throughout the year. And then um, around Easter, we would take part in um the uh what was, what was called easter in the park in alamogordo which was a community-wide event and so there was some prep on our end but we weren't having to do all the prep like hosting something at, at our facility and so three events that we hosted four that we kind of four total that we were a part of um spread out over the course of several months over the course of the year um and for us that kind of became a, a sweet spot where we were able to put energy and resources into each of those without overextending ourselves. And, and by and large, we had really good responses to those. Um, we would have a decent crowd. Typically, it would show up at VBS. We were able to follow up with them during um, the, the uh, back-to-school bash and then again in, um, during the fall festival. And that was just a way for us to connect with folks in the community. In some cases, connect with folks who were in the um, the, the immediate neighborhood of where the church was. Yeah. So Mayhill was very similar. We kind of built ours around just a few, one being our veterans and first responders Sunday uh, that we would do uh, around Veterans Day, of course. And, uh, and we kind of made that very outwardly focused where we would invite every area kind of volunteer fire department, the sheriffs, all of those guys that, that we would invite and usually take time to to bless them in the service, thank them for, for what they're doing, and then pray over them. And then we would have the service, you know, like normal, uh, and then a community-wide, uh, either a breakfast or a lunch. We tried both, kind of really to see which one was going to be better, and they were both like the same success. And so it, it really taught us that whether you do breakfast or lunch and something like this, it's going to meet the need that we were trying to reach. And uh, then we did, of course, like many do, the fall festival, you know, Halloween thing, And then vacation Bible school, that was, and then we did the revive this nation thing, the revival thing uh, as well. Uh, But one of the things that we learned, and we're going to talk about this in point number three with remember, you know, the purpose behind all of this, 
is uh, our first fall festival was an amazing success. And we've talked about this on the show before. It was a great success. I, I don't remember the numbers now. Uh, and one of the reasons I don't remember the numbers is we did absolutely no registration, no nothing. Uh, so basically people came and got candy, had a great time. And many of them heard the gospel, all that kind of stuff. We followed up with them, but we had no record of those that actually came and visited to be able to follow up and thank them for coming, that kind of thing. We learned from that. We'll talk about this with the purpose in just a little bit to make sure these are intentionally uh, for those in your community and that you have a way for this touch point to be connected back to your church. If it's something in the park, like y'all were doing, obviously there's going to be some invitation focus there. Uh, but whatever you're doing, back to school bash, whatever it might be, if you're giving out backpacks, something like that, uh, where you're keeping a record of who's coming and, and what is their church attendance. Do they have a church home? If they have a church home, great. Uh, pray for them. Celebrate that with them. If they don't, uh, invite them. Tell them what you're doing. And maybe if you're giving out backpacks or, or school supplies in the backpack, you could have an invite for the church, something along those lines. But yes, events can still be effective. Uh, less is more. We're going to talk about in just a second. But, you know, maybe think about, especially if you're a smaller church, if you have an event every month or every other month, all of your volunteers are usually going to be the same ones at each of these events. And so you don't want to burn them out uh, through all of these great events. And so spread it out a bit. Kyle? Yeah. And I would say, so, so you mentioned this, less, maybe more. So that, that piggybacks off of the first one. So events can be effective and less maybe more because the, the emphasis has to be events done well, right? It doesn't mean they have to be over the top, um, but you, as you said, you also don't want to burn your people out because you're doing extra stuff um, over and over and over again. And as much as possible, you can piggyback these off of one another. So the Easter in the park, uh, which was typically, I mean, it's, it was the Saturday before Easter. So late March, uh, sometime up into mid-April. Typically, we would already know what our VBS dates were. And so we worked really hard to have VBS registration open by the time we did Easter in the park. So we, we would actually have folks walk up to our booth and ask, hey, are y'all holding VBS this week? And in a lot of cases, we would already have cards printed up saying, yes, here are the dates. And by the way, registration is open right now. You can go register your kids. And, and then when it came to follow up for things like the back to school bash or uh, the fall festival, we would, uh, we would promote that community wide, but we would also reach out to those who were a part of VBS. Um, and so we were, we were building relationships throughout the year from folks that we saw. Now, now those four times, four events, maybe the only times that we saw those kids and we'll talk about why that's okay in just a second, but you can, you can use uh, momentum from events to build on next ones. And so, yeah, I mean, don't, you know, like I said, if you're doing a big event every month, if, if you are a normative sized church, you are probably burning your people out. So think maybe once a quarter, three, four times a year, how you can do something that's, that's big, that that's a touch point with the community and that you can really pour time, energy, resources in without um, burning your people out because, they, they, because they're serving there so often. Yeah. 
Number three. So we had, uh, you know, number, number one, of course, was events can still be effective. Otherwise you wouldn't have written this article. Uh, number two, less, maybe more don't, you know, we're, we're not trying to become an events driven church. Uh, it may be a supplemented uh, church. It's something that we do along the way to have these touch points into our community. And number three is key to stay focused on the purpose of the events. Your community around your church does not exist to grow your church. Uh, you know, your, your church exists to, to serve and to reach that community. And you share a quote there from Mark Clifton from Reclaiming Glory, that you don't serve your community to get people into your church. You serve the community to get your church the people of your church into the lives of the people in the community around you. And so you have to remember the purpose of these events is not just to grow the bottom line, not just to grow your, your attendance numbers and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, yes, that does involve people hearing the gospel and stuff. So we celebrate that. But the main point is that you're getting into the lives of the people in the community. Kyle. Yeah. And so I've talked with a lot of pastors through the years whose churches have become disillusioned with events because they held a carnival, right? So they would have bounce houses, they would do hot dogs, popcorn, whatever. And they would do that for three hours on a Sunday night, say in October for like a fall festival. And then no one from that event showed up to church on Sunday morning. And, and there's almost like this bitterness that can build because, well, we did this for the community they should come to church now to be because we fed them hot dogs. That's not the way it works. That's not the way it should work. It should work. These are opportunities to introduce yourself to the people in your community so that you can develop relationships from then on. Not so that they came once. Now they're going to show up on Sunday morning. That never, I, I've never seen that happen. This might get me in trouble. But the first thing I thought about <laughs> is when when we're when we were trying to get a wife, right? You're you see Michelle to, to, see to be Rebecca. to be I say to, let's let's clarify yeah. that we're not we were not trying to get the same wife. Not now, yeah. <laughs> let me be clear. Back in the day when we were single, ready to mingle. Right now, we're okay, not going to say that. But we're single, <laughs> and you have your eyes on Michelle. I have mine on Rebecca. The idea that I could date her once. And be like, okay, let's get married. Like that, that that's kind of what we're saying. And so, yes, in some sense, you're building that relationship. Let them know that you're not, in fact, crazy, uh, that you love them and you sincerely care about them. And you're not just there to try and get them into your church and into your bottom line and to give and all of that kind of stuff. And and that's that's usually what I would find out. Probably the strongest pushback that I ever get when I go to, door to door is you just want our money, right? That's why, that's why you want me to come to your, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm here because I love you and I want you to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. I would love for you to come to our church, but I want to build a relationship, all, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And so that's something to remember. Uh, keep this in your mind that you don't serve your community to get people into your church. You serve the community to get your church, the people of your church, right? Your, your members, those that are serving into the lives of the people of the community. That's why we do these outreach events along the way so that we can have these relationships being forged that hopefully will be lifelong uh, relationships. Hopefully they do come to your church. All of that is going to be wonderful, uh, but the fact that they don't come the very next day, if you do something on Saturday or something like that, is this colossal failure is false. 
Um, you know, and so we, we know that at that point, these are people that are unchurched. So they have other things that they're regularly doing. And uh, yes, they're going to take an opportunity to get some free, uh, you know, popcorn and hot dogs and all that kind of stuff. Have a great time. And, and yes, maybe over time, some life change is going to happen. Some heart change is going to happen. They're going to be saved and, uh, and they have the opportunity to be a part of your church then. Uh, but that's not the goal is just to get your church bigger. Uh, it's ultimately to, to maybe get your church's heart bigger uh, for the community around you. Any other final thoughts before you send us out? No, so you, you touched on it, and that is that it's a it's a starting point for relationships to be built. Otherwise, we're manipulating um, the people in our community because we're we're hosting something, but really there's a there's an alternative reason for doing that, right? And we, we don't want to be that. We want to be authentic. We don't want to be manipulative. Um, and so use those as an opportunity to get to know people, and then you'll be surprised how often you uh, you know are. are in Dollar General or the grocery store and, and you see someone that you recognize and, and they make that connection. Hey, you're, the, you're, from, you're from the church. We, we went to your carnival and, and that, that's how those relationships are built. So if it's been a while since you've done an event, um, almost everyone, that, almost every church on the face of the planet right now is doing BBS. So now's a really good time to begin asking, how can we follow up with BBS? What could we do this fall uh, maybe maybe it's one event this fall. How, what can we do to help connect with the folks in our community and let them know that, yes, there is a church here. Yes, we do care about them. And we're going to continue to care about them, whether they show up on Sunday morning or if they just show up in our parking lot and eat hot dogs and popcorn and, and, and uh, play in bounce houses. Our... our desire to get to know them, our desire to care for them and minister to them as we can is not based on whether or not they walk through the doors on Sunday morning. It's based in the fact that we have a Savior who loves and cares for us, and we want to be churches that love and care for the community. Awesome. Good thoughts, man. And we'll put this link in the show notes so you can read more about it. And we would love to hear your ideas of some great events that have worked for you. Uh, share that. We'll retweet it, all that good stuff, and uh, maybe give some ideas to those that tune in. So, Kyle, send us out. Hey, until next time, may your honey butter, ch- I mean, your coffee be uh, as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. What's wrong with you people? <laughs>